Sports Shining bright above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore trees Dream a little dream of me <laughs> Say nighty night and kiss me Just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me While I'm alone and blue as can be Dream a little dream of me Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. Doing it real big. How's everybody doing this week? Did you get your shopping done? Good. Good. Clearly, Term just finished watching The Undoing. Is it clear? Yes. Uh, you know who sings that? Uh, Doris Day. No, the one from the show? Uh, the girl from... The show, Nicole Kidman. Garbage. Really? Yeah. Oh. You know how I know that? My girlfriend told me. I would have mm -hmm. no fucking idea. And she Sounds like something yeah. a girlfriend would have told a guy who tells me that. Yeah, is this a new bit on this show called Last Week's News? Again... <laughs> The Undoing. <coughs> Was that your overnight what? binge? You're a yeah. week late. You're a week late. It ended two weeks ago. Oh. Uh, so you're late. Yeah. Uh, I chose to wait to binge it. I actually didn't even... And that's not true. I, didn't, I wasn't going to watch it. And then you recommended it. And then Taggy recommended it. I didn't recommend it. It's just a thing you hear. Yeah, it everybody's watching. You don't want to be left out. Everybody's everybody watch, watching it? Everybody Everyone? watched it. Yeah. Two weeks ago, by the way. Late ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then I don't. I wouldn't feel bad then spoiling anything. Hugh Grant did it for one. Oh, uh, it wasn't that good. I didn't care that much for it. I still kind of first think couple Nicole episodes killed. were good. Nicole yeah. Kidman. Kidman. She killed a man. Yeah. What was like? Why was she in the area? If, you know what if I it's like? just going to be him in the end. As long as we're just doing spoilers and stuff, they want you. Like, I think I'm pretty good, especially with movies. This is like a, a series. It's an HBO limited series. Who done it? The hot chick, fucking HBO. Super. Once a year does some like murder courtroom drama miniseries thing, and this is this is it this year. Uh, yeah. So hot chick goes missing, dies. Who killed her? It's all connected to these other. Rich chick go missing. She was found without a face. Yeah, she was dead. Dead lady. Um, Bludgeoned. I think I'm pretty good usually at guessing who, or at least like it's like either between them and them or something. Uh -huh. When they want you to, th they kind of spend each episode or parts of each episode showing you who they want you to think it is for sure. And I just can't, you know. I thought it was Nicole Kidman the whole time. You know, it just right. the person they don't want you to think it is like the, usually the person it's uh, <coughs> they're their victim or as they painted the victim. A lot of times it's them. In movies, this is just my horror movie brain. I've seen it done so many times. And a lot of times, it's loops. the character you're following the entire time. And in that show, like she's having like dream flashbacks that also go to like POV shots of of hammer swinging, and it's like, why would anybody else have those in their head? Right. That didn't make sense to me. It was like she, 
you know, she's like having bad dreams and fever dreams of, of that angle. It's like only the killer would have that angle. And right. what are we just going to look past that? For a second, they make you think that the kid from Honey Boy did it, which I thought would have been great. Did a 12-year-old kid do it? I would have loved that. Yep. But no, it's the guy who they're accusing the That's whole time the other anyway. Person you think. It's either the, the least obvious, quote unquote, as they'd want you to think, like literally the person who, you know, it's a, it, is the protagonist. Turns out they're the villain. Turns out they're the, or least likely 12-year-old boy. Other than that, it's predictable. Or it's stupid. It's you, the guy who they've been accusing the whole time. <laughs> if it's not predictable for me to predict it, then it's predictable and stupid. Yeah. Uh, the only thing like keeping me the whole show, assuming that maybe it wasn't Hugh Grant, was just the the whole like, why would you kill this amazing, beautiful tittied? That's why young, gorgeous girl who you have a kid with. It's too much tit. to stay with fucking goofy. Uh, uh, you know, fucking cut up faced Nicole Kidman. Uh, Michael Jackson knows Nicole Kidman. Absolute Jackson knows. That's why you do it. By the way, she's too hot. Mm-hmm. You, just, you gotta kill her. There's too much tit. For that, it's logic. Bounces back, hits his face. Guilty. I don't know. Open and shut case, Your Honor. It's hard to suspend disbelief. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry for spoiling that. If that was your thing. Or was about to be your thing. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I, this is. I'm not even too. sorry that I'm not sorry. You know that whole sorry not sorry thing. Reese's. Uh, not even the first sorry. Isn't it bogus that Reese's, uh, like peanut butter cups, kind of just bogarted that? That's the. I mean, slogan it was now. inevitable. It's Somebody would. Reese's not sorry. Not even the first sorry though. So they're taking my thing. They just say not sorry. Or I'm taking their thing. Yep. They took it. They ran <laughs> with it. We stole it. We reclaimed it. Uh, yeah, I did that. I did. I watched that. It's funny, two, it. two days ago, me and Taggy were talking about it, and you were like, shut the fuck up, I haven't watched it yet. And then you just kicked the door open on the show, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't that? give a really? fuck if you, yes, you did. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> well, I'm not disputing it, but that does surprise me. Um, I watched The Murder on Middle Beach. That's, that would have called, well, what? what the name? <laughs> killed a man? Nicole Kilt- Kildeman? <laughs> Was that it? We both watched HBO murder series and then traded yes and, we, and, and we then recommended traded them, them to each other i think yes. the middle beach one was much better well yeah it was also um that Real. was true it's that a was docu- a documentary series yeah good for him uh for making uh um, good for me this guy looks like me no he doesn't yeah he does dude stop Come it on. all right everybody we were talking a couple weeks ago about all my doppelgangers people always send me little doppelgangers this one's ridiculous he's not I'm one of them shocked nobody has sent me a dm i'm i'm not grab. shocked somebody will i'm shocked you think that <laughs> <laughs> someone's gonna be sending these like, oh, please you- tell me i look like this handsome young filmmaker no, guy. first of all he's not that <laughs> handsome you're trying to give yourself too much credit He's a, a slightly more handsome version of me, though. This guy from there's a this four part whatever limited doc series on HBO, Murder on Middle Beach. Yes, the main character. Ba- that long story short, ten years ago, his mother was murdered, and this is him making a Case documentary. Case was never slo- uh, solved. Solved. <laughs> <laughs> it's him trying to look into, <laughs> <laughs> look into his mother's murder and hopefully solve it. And it's interesting his his approach. The guy, by the way, looks nothing like a my friend bit. Seth. No. Here's what I'm saying though, and what I said the other day. You've been uh, acclimated to my mustachioed face over this the past couple of years. Ridiculous justification. And had you, if you haven't been. If I've if I've just been clean face term baby face term this whole time, yeah. you would think so because this guy's baby face. He doesn't have a mustache, except like one shot. He's also got like stubble and a couple shots. I'm telling you, there's a couple shots though. It's in the eyes, the eyes and the brows. Maybe you guys have the same eye color, but besides that, maybe one <laughs> like subtle this similarity. Whole, this you look whole nothing like alike. eye 
and brow window. Nothing alike. We have like kind of the same. No, he kind of looks like Zac Efron a little bit. Yeah, so do I. No. <laughs> no. This is I what you keep I, trying to do. Well, you keep always, trying to. You, this is you trying to get one degree closer to being as compared to Zac Efron. You go, you see right. the guy? He looks like a mix of me and Zac Efron. See, like, no, he looks like Zac Efron. Next thing I was going to say <laughs> was years ago, you likened me to Zac Efron. No, that was Taggy. And you can't take that back. That was Taggy. He you looks look- like Zac Efron. <sighs> He's more handsome than you. Oh I'm going to give it to you. God, I'm not going to stand for this. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I remember uh, I like put myself down or something. Or like maybe there was a girl at a show who it was like clear I could have hooked up. And I was like, and you were like, bro, these girls think you're Zac Efron. You said that to me. I didn't mean that because you look like him, but because they're like fans. You shouldn't have said it, bro. You created a monster. (laughs) My fault. (laughs) I murdered that kid's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Back back to the the matter at hand here. You don't look like him. And... (laughs) I watched like three episodes. I three. Didn't realize that's where that was going back to that matter at end. <laughs> three hours I'd watched, and that's when after that you'd mentioned like, "Hey, don't I kind of look I like him?" I should have said too? it going. I was in. like, in th- within. Three- I should have laid the. No, seed. it's better that you didn't because I had already watched it, and there was not one point where in three hours I was like, "This guy kind of looks like my best friend who I've known my whole Bullshit. life." Like if I would have put it together, if it was there, it's like I see you every week. We're friends. Yeah. You know? And this guy just, uh, he's not but doing again, it. Again, you see this mustachioed face. It's hard to get this out of the picture. And I even took it into consideration, your dumb little side comment here about, like, just pick without the mustache. Mm-hmm. I watched episode four, thinking the whole time, okay, nothing about Seth. Nothing. There's one part nothing. where he, like, turns to get something out of the center oh, console. Oh, the, the one part. Car. Do you want to freeze frame it and send me this, the, yes, the pic? I will. Because I must have missed, I must have blinked and missed the freeze frame. <laughs> Guy doesn't look like you. Good show, though. It was really good. Uh, it's amazing how fucked up this family is. Yeah. Um, and kind of like we were saying, they kind of... In every episode, at, at some point, they, they kind of make you think. First, they make you think it's his dad. Then they make you think it's his aunt. Then maybe it's his sister. And, and by the way, they but is, it's, it's is always, him. Like, he's yeah. the filmmaker. Well, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. When they say they make you think this, right. it's like but, this guy who it's like my uncle, my dad, his, my sister. Yeah, it's like, who, which one am I? Who done it? His dad's actions and words make you think that it's him. His yeah, I think aunt's it is words him. Yeah. and actions make you think it's her. Yeah. This it's was not an, all his just uh, speculation. Right. And I do like that. So a lot of the uh, family, and specifically the police department in, I guess, Madison, Wisconsin, is where he's from. I think it's no, or it's, Madison, Connecticut. Yes. Yeah, they're Connecticut. They never like clarify that it's not Wisconsin, the, but yeah, it's not. The, yeah, um, it's not Madison, Wisconsin. So, wait, I got lost. What are we talking about? Uh, we got hung <laughs> okay. up on the Madison. He doesn't look like you. We got that out of the way. Not being Madison, Wisconsin <laughs> detail. Um, the police department in Madison, Connecticut, that is. Uh, they, the, how uncooperative they are, you know, some members of his family. and speci- So he's basically like, he kind of like wire, he's wearing a wire. His family- This guy's wearing a wire! Won't give him, you know, won't talk to him over the phone about stuff. And they're like being dismissive, let's say. And then you go to the police department and it's wild to me some of that stuff of him. They, they don't, the police don't know they're being recorded. He and it's not like some big- He records his interviews with the police. Which is great. Good. Fuck them. Good, fuck him. Almost comes back to bite him in the tush. Right, uh, but, but it's great because he, he, I like the. There's some. It should have, you know. It's like it's you can't yeah, do that. Right. But that the balls on the kid to do that. I thought it was definitely like a and and like I said, his approach made it very interesting. It's like it's his family who he's like potentially expose on anybody or everybody. It's like mm-hmm. here's 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 the spread here. Here's the score. Look and I like. 
decide for yourself who you think looks the most guilty and stuff. But he's just trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And uh, it's funny to me how like how uncooperative the police are, especially when they think nobody's there's no there's no mic on, there's no camera right. in their little conference room, and they're basically like they'll they'll accuse the kid. It's like we found some DNA of you there, so maybe you're, you might be a suspect. So tell yeah, us about I, your documentary though, and like what do you know? Who do you think it is? And it's I don't like, even think you those got nothing. Were like uh, like them accusing him, but. Just you know, just it was trying very, to like, trip him up. Very ham-handed how they tried to like put yeah, those the cops right. Ham, come on, bro. <laughs> it's just uh, oink oink bacon. I've heard it all. Uh, but yeah, good for him. And uh, yeah, you'll uh, you'll have to watch and find out who did it. Spoiler right. alert: It was Term. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be somebody who looks nothing like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never suspect a thing. Um. Well, that's what we watched on television, HBO. It's not TV, it's HBO recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, is there anything going on in your life? No, no. nothing. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> that video of you... Uh, nothing at all. Uh, I've been like making uh, coffee videos, and I've been putting music to them. Ooh. Uh, I put upgrade, two of them on upgrade. TikTok, as we talked about last week. My boy. And I have since deleted TikTok from my phone. I don't ever want to open it ever again. <laughs> it's dog shit. It's not, like, that is not the key to our success, is us making a TikTok video that goes somewhere. No. If somebody out there wants to, our music's on TikTok, somebody out there chooses to make some trendy thing, which they won't, to one of our songs, <laughs> that will be the key. Yeah. But we don't need to make these videos anymore. I'm, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Every time I open it, I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, and then, like, now Instagram's flagging them and taking them down because I put, like, Otis Redding or something. Can't do that. I put music <laughs> the other day and it didn't flag shit. What's wrong? Lee Hazelwood doesn't bring up nothing. Doesn't raise any eyebrows. But all of a sudden, Otis Redding. Says more about Lee Hazelwood. It does. Fucking he's no Otis Redding. He <laughs> never was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about it, though. Just spending way yep. too much time like getting slow-mo shots of me pouring coffee. And then just like the other thing, this is just going to be formulaic and then I'm going to make like the same video with a different song. Yeah. Enough times where I'm gonna be so, like so this you is agree gay. you can stop making the coffee videos <laughs> all together for any platform and we can make songs it. again. <laughs> Let's go make some other shit. I can't do it. Uh so yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough especially just having missed the entire wave if there was one you know what same wave? with me making these gifts is like i like what's cool to me is that uh i guess I-, I wanted to share i'm gonna share them in a fan group or something and let fans know yeah, that that's the where they squad are kids uh run wild yeah because if they want to post them anywhere ever if if you click that it does link to our music video it takes you to our youtube Ooh, channel when even you, if you embed it when you click uh i'm not sure but who gives a shit maybe not. it's made it's ready made now it's embarrassing we're in our 30s. We don't need to be spending our time with this. Mm-mm. This is really like the, uh, this is an interim, you know, there's always like this from Thanksgiving to my birthday. I just like, I don't really do anything. I give, my, I, give, I give myself at the end of the year uh, completely off. So that's almost out. But in the, it's not completely interim? off. It's like, let's try these completely other bullshit off. things. <laughs> this is my segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to segue to how we watched UFC 256. Oh, keep trying. And uh, Where were you going to go Charles with? Charles Oliveira fought the former interim champ, Tony Ferguson, and almost tore his arm all the way off. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That was a pretty good segue. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, Great thanks match. for getting me out of there. Uh, <laughs> TikTok coffee and TPS gifts available now. So uh, UFC. That was about it. There's one. Yep. Yep. Uh, here's something I want to use that brilliant segue. Both of us were sent, I think, recently um, links to Chance's new thing, 
unrelated to our discussion last right. week, but everybody was like, uh, everybody again, four people, just like everybody said, uh, <laughs> he's ripping you off. Mm-hmm. He's ripping off uh, Palmer Square's flow much, you know? Yeah, this is just our unenlightened listeners. But, you know, it's not their fault. Uh, yeah, they're worshipping us a little too much, you know? Worshipping us? And I can't, uh, like, yeah, like a Navy. Torpedoing? <laughs> like a Navy <laughs> cruise liner. Uh, but I saw that. I didn't watch the the <laughs> the link. But it looks like Chance Woo-hoo. has this, uh, I guess, a Christmas song, I'm guessing, because there's a Christmas tree. With Jeremy. Jeremy is in this? Jeremy. I don't know. It might be, he might have released like an EP with like three songs or something. Because mm. Jeremy's name is on it. Albums are on the way out, by the way. A little two pack, three packs. That's what it's Yo, about it's now. The return of the gifted gifter, the secret Santa grab bag sifter, the Grinch sled hanging off the ledge deadlifter, the best thrifter, the tearjerker, the Santa's little help employee of the year worker, the smile bringer, the joy inside the child lingers, uh, the boy inside the crowd proud, he's a loud singer, uh, the, the glock clutcher, the, the money tire, in the sock the tucker, not usher, Priscilla, my hot motherfucker, the, <laughs> the Bergen bagger, the gifted rapper, they bring Chicago to LA, Bulls Laker, that matters, accountant hacker. Bank amount counting backwards, a thousand smackers. It's the return of Chris Kringle that piss singles. That shit So broken language is obviously the comparison. And that's the flow. The one, two, three, the two, three, four, the one, two, three, the one, two, three. You know. Young born again, good hood ornament with a little chicken. But that's not a calling yourself a bunch of things that end with er. Whoa. So that's also we've we've gotten that uh, comparison in the past of other people, uh, and it's like you're biting Palmer Squares, and that's that's you know Palmer Squares are part of the bite guys. It's yes. not a, it's let not us a... assure you, nobody is biting the Palmer Squares, <laughs> <laughs> especially um, not Chance the Rapper. No, um, but if he wants to do a song together, we could both do this whole uh, broken language do you flow. Have the be, original you know, five hundred dollars, we can swing it. Do you have the original with the uh, yeah, smooth? That's the thing. Is, Tr- um, trigger and smooth. I thought this would be a good opportunity to clear the air on that for anybody listening who also like attributes the the one two three the one two three to us. There's a lot of times like when we get you know there's references we make like we'll pull like a whole quote from a movie and rhyme it and then people will take the part that's the movie quote uh-huh. you know and like say at Palmer Squares like as yes. if we but it'll be like no George Carlin said that actually and then I rhymed it seven times. But I didn't say the part about, you know, uh, pro-lifers raising I'll put live like, babies uh, or whatever. The first rule of Fight Club is, you know, talk about Fight Club. Put that in one of my verses and then someone will credit that to me. <laughs> exactly. And that's how it happens is sometimes they just haven't seen As Fight Club. As opposed to Chuck Palahanuk. Palahanuk. Um So this is the original. Like they're acting here, this little intro thing. Right here. Yo, throw that next level track up in that piece. Throw that next level track up in that piece. Yeah, and then he puts a cassette tape. Fuck no yeah. Throw it up in that piece. I got something for it. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. I definitely got something <laughs> for that piece right there. So cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, smooth we the Hustler. We find it so cool, but I wonder if they watch that back, like us watching back I anything where I don't we think act so cool. and we just tear ourselves apart. Uh, smooth the Hustler and uh, Trigger the Gambler is the original broken language. 
This is like uh, much older than ours or chances, you know. 94. The body polluter, the gas shooter, the Brownsville Wild Brooklyn Trooper. What year was this? Um, so I had never heard this either growing up. But what you know, we fell into almost like our YouTube ciphers, right? This is just like a, a non-YouTube cipher extension of this fucking song. Like it became almost a cipher with the connection being the lyrical style pattern you know right. one two three so they make this song 96 96 i'm sure there's countless remixes but in 2008 i believe method man and Redman did a remix and they were right. also they headlined rock the bells music festival that year or that you know that was promoting their they had an album or whatever yeah. so there was somebody we went to that and saw them live and uh we did that a couple years uh the yes, the illinois did. I guess Chicago suburb, you know, uh, extension. What does that have to do with their broken language? I don't remember seeing them do it. Oh, this is how I knew about it so well. Is that Did they do it live? No, there was uh, somebody basically giving out free mixtapes. Oh. Like this is the Rock the Bells mixtape, and there was like a song from every something, yes. at least one from every artist compilation. And, 2008 and i still had a car and i remember just driving around this was like every song on it was dope and it was actually like a mixtape tape where a dj cut in between every song and like yep. fluidly blended and it went into the next thing and i don't remember what else was on this but i just like wore out <laughs> the cd for a year after that rock the bells and that was when they did um i don't yeah they didn't do it live at rock the bells but uh this was on the mix, and I listened to it so many fucking times, and it just became this dope thing. And we assumed it was their song yep. at first. And then we learned, you know, they're paying homage to an older song, and then we find the instrumental, and then we do that. And then it's not like it's not like Chance's thing is on the Broken Language beat, but it's why ours was, and it's not, uh, it's not something that's our original track uh, at all. This was uh, Red Man and Method Man's. Let's go. your eyes on the guy yeah. that have no time to worry about the lie. So why cry? Uh, yeah. Serving fiends stepping my, my way. way. Bodies, Bodies getting dumped out on the highway. The Staten Highway. Woo! The spot crusher. Stop box busser. The grot clutcher. Selling coke on your block. The top hustler. The pop puffer. The money in the sock tucker. Now I'm not usher, but still I'm a hot motherfucker. The heat seeker. The street sweeper. The pearl handle peacekeeper. I piss gas and breathe ether. The guard rapper. The urban of cigar rapper, the tall dapper, long dick nigga, your broads after the bitch slapper, the brick stacker, the sick bastard. If you're a rat, I'm that bullet that twist your wig back. This is like a fucking, uh, this is like a lineage. Uh, there's like, there's like your granddaddy's broken language, right? Smooth the hustler, right? And trigger the gambler, and then you got like, you know, the middle aged. This is the one we grew up on. We grew up on the Method Man and Red Man one. And then there's kids out there. There's kids 19 right now that grew up on the Palmer Squares broken language. It's just like we're the grandson in this grew equation. Up. I'm sonning them. It's been passed down 
through generations. Round chopper, cock blocker, red man got the antidote. Sick flow, get the bed pan for the animal. Bell ringer, the wrist blinger, the hot 16 team cleaner. 16 squeezer, smoke reaper, pressure, give me heat fever. The block bleeder, the rights with a meat cleaver. Uh, anywho, <laughs> just to clear the air once and for all, we play a bunch of. Bunch Not of other something shit. I coined Mm-mm. Or you No, so shout out Chance uh, And everybody else With the one, two, three The one, two, three it's The beep bop The beep boop The beep 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 The boop 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 The deep da da <laughs> A.K.A. the beep boop boop The deep dop da uh-huh, Shout out While we're shouting out Can I shout out uh, Sonny Marley Shout him out I forgot to do this last week Yeah For sending us uh, All of these undefeated threads wow we're like we finally got some cool shit to wear you know like cool guy like hip-hop stuff yeah i mean i see you commandeered most of the cool shit and gave me the leftovers <laughs> but i i thank you also I gave Sonny. You two hoodies yeah one of them doesn't fit so i kept uh two crew necks and a pair of sweatpants no i do like the hoodie a lot and uh shout out sunny i should have uh, given you the sweatpants you've been wearing the same pair for four years that would have made sense I think you're just trying to copy my steez because you see me rocking these navy blue sweats for so long. You're like, well, I want a pair of navy blue sweats too. Matching homies. <laughs> the sweatpants came with a matching hoodie. I gave you the matching hoodie. So now we can walk around with uh, like, you got the hoodie. I got the sweatpants. It's matching like homies. A, a friendship bracelet. Yes. Like a half, you know. Like I got hearts. The, the, the up half. The, the half, half of a broken heart and then ours clink together. Mm-hmm. Form one big heart. Um... So yeah, shout out Sonny Marley, which is um, the same Sonny Marley who I believe gave us our first dab ever. Skillet. Skillet. It was a skillet. Skillet's no high. Yes, it was. Back in the TPS reports, volume 14, 12, I remember it was like they had a bong and where the slider usually goes, they just had like a metal plate thing on a slider. You Isn't know? that so cool? Like we basically eight years ago, we we go to California for the first time, and a young fan dude comes ago. out and and gives us you know hooks us up. Yeah. Then with skillets and and you know giving us dab hits and stuff. And then we thought two chicks. And then uh, eight left. years later, you know he's hooking us. So he's just he's he's the hookup. It is. He's got the hook. Thank you, Sonny. Yeah, and then so. Because we're lame, even even ten years ago, eight years ago, we were fucking lame asses. There's still like a ranch party raging, but we're tired. We, we're all high and drunk, and we did uh, a, a show. We kind of overdid it, you know. We were uh, we're fucked up. Yeah, like there's I'm being handed an edible and a bong and a pipe oh, and I a re- joint, dude, and a dude, blunt and a this and a that. That just got a like a I just conjured. And I don't an, know how to say no to people at this point in my life. When you said hand you it, like I remember somebody handing me like. Yeah, specifically in that field like i just went back eight years like a big handful of mushrooms and i just turned them away because i was like dude like uh-huh. if i and this was again first time we'd kind of traveled so far state lines to go play a show like that and it was uh you know we those were the days where we would just like not think about it or we didn't have the experience of getting too fucked up uh at, a, at an event where we have fans and stuff so uh, I just remember that being like a, a red flag of like, all right, I think a big handful of shrooms is too fucking much right now. But anyways, we like we both passed out. We went and there was a, a tent or something, and then the next morning there were two rolling rocks and a, and a, a, a letter written by a lady, and it was like, uh, oh, we're so bummed you fell asleep. We, we totally would have to... sucked your dicks off. It was really, and it's so funny how like we believed for years, or I did anyways, that that was 
like from a girl who wanted to jump our bones and we passed out so she left us a note and said here's some you know here enjoy these beers and uh, i remember it said like i guess i'll just have to settle i'll I'll have to jill off like instead of jack off it's like i'll be jilling off because i guess i'll have to settle for that uh, you know, totally maybe believable. next time. I believe I was like, it. Oh, she had to fucking go masturbate because we weren't fucking her, bro. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. thought that. So then we took <laughs> the beers to the ocean, like for breakfast, and we. Bo- I remember drinking. Uh, yeah, a the beer point at the is ocean. The, like, thanks, chick, mystery love of my life, whoever you are. Wasn't it Sean? Yeah, it was a dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was our, our guy friend who was playing a joke on us, which went on years. Like we believed for years. Yep. Yeah, that first time we could have had some Cali chicks. I mean, it's not like we look back on it a bunch of times over those years. No. I kept. I, I have the letter somewhere. Like I kept it. I wow. With a bunch you might of, have. You might have like smelled it. Yeah. Every so often, I would wrap my balls in it. But it was just like I, I would keep. I always keep fan stuff. There's like all that stuff right there is fan shit. Mm-hmm. Even even the butt plug with the tail coming out of it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's, never been used. Wink, wink. There's a lot of stuff, especially in this room, that's just. I'm winking fan with my gifted. brown eye because I did use it. We're wearing some of it. Uh, did you really put that in your butt? No, I'm kidding. Okay, good. Because <laughs> neither, neither did I. <laughs> What's what is that? This is like uh, so. If you put your penis in the same vagina, you're Eskimo brothers. If you, uh, if, you if you both put the same butt cut plug little in your... your finger and then rub your cutted fingers together, you're blood brothers. If we both use the same butt plug, what are we? Um, gay butt buddies. Mm-hmm. All I can tell you, sir, is that he's gay. I'm gay. Um. So, so we... besides that, what are you saying? What are you saying to me? Do we have any inquiries? Inquiries, yeah, we have plenty. Would you like to? Um... Plenty of inquiry. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we didn't do shit. Uh, apparently, there's a package waiting in our PO box, but I couldn't pick it up because the line was down the block at the post office. So fuck that. Uh, maybe next week. There, there was a slip though, so we got something from somebody. Uh, oh, we'll and... get it. We'll get it. Um, yeah. What else are we gonna do but answer these riveting questions? That Son need answers. Let's cruise on into some fan questions, uh, shall we? Let's do that. Let's do the dang thing. I tell you, I've been waiting a long time to go to Palmer Square. Been listening to your music since about 74. And I play it every day in the bayou. And my grandma says, don't be playing that music around the family. They can't be hearing them naughty words. So I sometimes I put it on my headphones and I go and I hum some gator. Now, my question for you is... Oh, yeah, I made some macarons. When you going to come on down to the swamp and try some of our nice... Try out my new flavor. I got some Cajun fried peanuts, some of them Cajun fried french fries. These ones, the cookies are pear. Yeah, that's what they don't like. (laughs) And then the filling is raspberry. I think term checked out, but thank you, caller. I call it raspberry. I didn't listen to the part before that. What?! I was listening to a Bobby Boucher uh, leave us one a voicemail. Let's go. What's the what's the flavor of the week here? Uh, I made some macarons. These are pear cookies with raspberry filling, raspberry macarons. Okay, I gotcha. The pear the the raspberry filling is like pie filling or something. It's very sticky. I'll eat it later uh, when we're not You'll doing eat a show. It later, yeah, you know. We got Adam Sandler calling in. We got to do highly recommended. Still, there's, there's, you know, there's a schedule to maintain. If another Adam Sandler character calls in, I'm eating <laughs> both these macarons. I don't think that was an Adam Sandler character, but it should have been. It could have <laughs> been. 
So was there a question asked there? Um, is that not something? Let's should, make I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, when you gonna come on down to the swamp and try some of our nice food? Eh? Okay. <laughs> That's the question. Okay. When we're gonna come on down to the swamp and try some of their nice food? They have something. I'm on my way. Hold on. Let's see what they have to on the menu. Some Cajun fried peanuts. Some of them Cajun fried. Some Cajun crab. Fried. Crab? I didn't say fried. I really don't like <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he okay, amused himself. It's worth the character break at the end. All right, moving on. Thank you, sir. You, rede- you totally <laughs> redeemed yourself. Yo, uh, a little late for the podcast. You made it. But uh, when y'all were playing at Cervantes in Denver, hook y'all up with some glass. I just still owe Prop Cause a pipe. Just want to see how it's handling up, man. Uh, what do you say? Wish y'all best of luck whenever shows start going on and resuming. I, I heard everything except for the like the subject of the call. Let me summarize what uh, he gave us. He was at our show in, at Cervantes in Denver. Heard that, and uh, he hooked us up with a pipe. Didn't hear that. And he he gave us a prob cause or he gave prob cause a pipe too. Yeah, That's where it got sounds muddled like you up. didn't hear it either. I'm summarizing, motherfuckers. <laughs> Cliff notes. Okay, didn't hear so that. So I want to know how either. the pipe's holding up. So I don't know which pipe that was, but. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> it could be this pipe. If it's this one right here. Could it be? This it one, broke. It's, but it's got glued back together and it yeah, still holds but up. It only got glued back together because it broke. And what is the up. what is the cause of that? Poor craftsmanship, perhaps? I don't think this is the one from him. I don't, neither do I. But thank you, sir. Oh, yeah. More stuff in this room from fan hookups. <sighs> it Smoke might be like, glass. It might be this one. <coughs> is that the one right there? <coughs> is that the one? <coughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, thanks for the pipe. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, bro. You trying to get the pipe? <laughs> Lord. Yo, what's up? Uh, this is for Palmer Squares, man. Just want to say I love you guys. Keep doing what you're Aww. doing. You're doing great. Shout out Sarasota. Hey. Not for one eye. Oh, thank you. It wasn't even an inquiry. No, everybody's just being nice this week. Sweet boys. Thanks, bro. We love you, too. The band. Um, Why don't we fucking do Highly Recommended, stupid? I don't know, I thought you had a whole litany of phone calls. Do it. I don't give I could a do shit. more. I could do more. Think I fucking give a I shit? I just don't want to forget do about you think this forgettable I fucking bit. Give a shit. I don't want to fucking brush right past this forgettable <laughs> bit and have you be all upset and bitter later. <laughs> I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin it again. You know, we're gonna have to fucking cut out early. Like I totally like, oh, I didn't even every do single week I drive home just like kicking myself in the ass for how poorly I handled or executed that week's highly recommended. Yeah. Uh, the justice funny, that, that I didn't that same do, thought Johnny puts me Guitar to sleep Watson. with a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said a bad mother for you, you know? It's a real mother for you. And it's Pussy. a real mother for ya. No, it's a bad mamma jamma. It's a real Make mother for you. Make you want to run for cabal. Yeah, get Ow. it right. And if you look, you will discover. So it's a real motherfucker. Here's your chance to not kick yourself all the well, way. I'm gonna on. suck it. I'm gonna suck a big old D. <laughs> Highly recommended. I am so ungay. My bad. Ooh. <laughs> This week's highly is recommended. This, is this that last Adam Sandler call <laughs> intro? <laughs> Comes from Sly and the Family Stone. It is their 1973 album, Fresh. 
Uh. Written and produced by Sly Stone over two years, Fresh has been described as a lighter and more accessible take on the dense, drum machine-driven sound of its landmark 1971 predecessor, There's a Riot Going On. This was the band's final album to reach the U.S. Top 10, and their last of three consecutive number one albums on the R&B chart. In 2003, it was ranked 186 on Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Apparently, uh, Miles Davis was so impressed by the song In Time that he made his band listen to the track repeatedly for a full 30 minutes. Uh, George Clinton has listed this album as one of his favorites. Later convinced that the Red Hot Chili Peppers... Oh, excuse me. Convinced the Red Hot Chili Peppers to cover If You Want Me to Stay on their second 1985 album. The Clinton produced Freaky Style. Uh, good fucking album. Love Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, if You Want Me to Stay is amazing. Frisky, amazing. Thankful and Thoughtful, pretty amazing. And uh, the whole album is about K-Sara-Sara, bro. Whatever will be, will be. Beautiful song. Uh, the first song to uh, get one of my coffee videos removed <laughs> because of copyright infringement. Uh, it's incredible. I got nothing to say. Words, words don't... Are you going to be kicking yourself when you go home this week? No, this one was, was decent. You're good? Okay. Words don't. <laughs> so there's nothing else there, yeah. you know? It's like Kanye and that song where he goes, If I get locked up, I, I won't finish the scent. It's supposed to be sentence, but he goes, Sent. You just Kanye'd it. Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Yes, Not ours to see. Kesara. 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 You just lost. You wanted this bit. I'm waiting for the end. <laughs> All right, that's it. Fresh. Slide the family stone. Give it a listen. Give it two listens. Back to questions. Let's see what this guy has to say. Hello, this is Ian from Canada here. How goes it, buddies? I'm just wondering, <coughs> what is your favorite George Carlin special? Ooh. TV special. Ooh. That is all. Oh, whoops. Jeez, get over it. <laughs> uh, thanks for calling, Canadian Mr. U. Uh, my favorite is, I believe, are you kidding me? I type in George to get his wiki and George Floyd comes up before George Carlin. Oh, let's wow. take it easy, Google. Uh, grievances and complaints is snubbing the God is my personal favorite. There are many, uh, that are terrific, uh, that are favorites, but that was the one 
that still holds like it's, it's my go-to when I'm getting back Sorry, into what'd you it. Say? I was still saying it, but uh, grievances and complaints uh, is front to it's back. It's called so- complaints and grievances, you noob. Is it really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Complaints and grievances. Yeah, bro. My favorite Alphabetical. one. I'm dyslexic. Uh, that has the, that's the one with the very well-known Ten Commandments consolidation bit at the end. Is that the one with all of the, uh, here's another pack of jerk-offs who ought to be yep. beaten with hammers Just in the like, pale moonlight? Uh, so there's a great balance. I, that's that's my favorite thing about Carlin, like too, is the, is the balance. You don't have as much balance when you go back into the 80s and earlier. It was, it was sillier altogether or mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, musical and goofy, and then it got... Um, political, but I, I just love the balance in this. They have the the religious stuff. Excuse me, the political shit. They have just the uh, you know the the people who ought to be killed list. Um, and one of my favorites is the traffic accidents, where he just like talks about like not stopping for uh-huh. traffic incidents. Or he's just like, especially like if you hit somebody, he's just like, you got to get the hell out of there. You got things to do. He's just you want a practical reason not to hang around sooner or later the police are going to show up it just like breaks down that if i'm ever in a collision or i hurt somebody i take off why would i ever stay don't get but, involved but if it's somebody else not involving me oh i slow down immediately right. i say pull the body a little bit closer <laughs> i want to see like i love the traffic accidents or a uh, traffic stop thing um and then yeah it's really like memorable it has the 911 opening cuz it was late 2001 or early 2002 Mm -hmm. so there's that bit of memorable shit uh the answering machines a guy who gives you the fucking pinky and the thumb so i hang up on her gives you this shit call her back (laughs) um but i also that's my favorite because that was my that was my introduction to george carlin and that's why i guess probably mine as well psychologically like when i said you know when i want to go back and watch some carlin i start there a lot of times because that's where i started i have a i can visualize being in like my grandma's basement which is like where you know we lived for a while when we all lived you know uh me my mom my grandma and that was new at the time so i was i don't know a 12 or something and that was like my mom also deciding i was old enough to to watch this guy and just like oh this guy's great you know she'd been watching him for her whole life and it was like new special george carlin uh hey matt let's watch this one together and i remember you know laughing but also thinking critically to where like that type of you know you don't you don't hear this shit in school it was the first time it was the first time somebody really like showed me yeah that uh you could look at things the a different way the way he was Those even first... things i was really i was like a, a altar boy i was catholic i went to church you know i was raised and then i'm watching this guy shit all over religion and make sense of it and i'm yeah. 12 being like specifically Catholicism. nobody told me that it, that could also be how it is you know i never questioned shit like him and uh the balance between goofy fart jokes and go kill yourself stuff and uh religious political yeah, commentary is, first, is great uh carlin special viewings as i when i was a kid uh, it was, you know, easily 70% of the material went over my head and it was mostly just me laughing at the words fuck and yeah. shit and fart and dick and, and whatever. Yeah, just like quotable shit that even if it's meaningless, like the, uh, hi Todd, I'm Tucker. Hi Tucker, I'm Todd. Right. Like that, that's funny as hell to me when I'm 12 or, you know, present day. Yeah. It's just, uh, so I love, that's my favorite, even though I guess back in town is a, maybe a close second. I'd probably go with doing like it again. Doing it again. Uh, my two, my two, again and again. My two favorite bits uh, of Carlin's are probably euphemisms, which is on right. doing it again, again, and uh, the planet is fine, which is on uh, jamming in New York. <clears throat> uh, I'm, and they're like bits that move me as well as uh, humor me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's capable of, uh, you know, in the same breath of saying something hilarious, saying something like almost tear jerkingly fucking moving. Uh, I also would say that dumb Americans in. Yeah. Is that it's bad for you? Yeah. Uh, was that his last one? It's bad for you? I think so. It's all bullshit, folks. And it's bad for you. Dumb Americans might have been in the other one. Life is but worth I also, losing. You can see you can see the George Carlin sharpness. Like you know, it's it's dull. So by life the end, is, life is worth losing. Right, right. But, uh, like, but I, I love one his of last special. Has, it's bad for you. It's like got some great material, but he's he's old. He's stumbling on his words a little and more. And also, yeah, and but you barely notice material it. that for me is like uh, the whole guy killing himself. There's a whole suicide bit that he, I think, opens the whole special with. Right. And it's just like, goes through the whole process of writing the note and getting the yeah. rope and, and everything. how you're going to do it and on what day. And it's like, oh, I got the parents coming on Sunday. And, it's, ah. it's a bit of his that I don't find especially hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think in one of those last two, he was on a, a newer medication that kind of like made his face all puffy. And you, he kind of like comes off like he's slower on pills or something. Right. Um, but regardless, I think that's still like his condition in dumb in uh, life is worth losing, and he delivers dumb Americans in that special, which is uh, a piece of like how long is dumb Americans? A ten minute fifty seven second chunk of dark poetry. Yeah, memorized by this old and dying man. In addition to the other. F- 50 minutes and change he has memorized, you which know, in just special. Like, uh, yeah, and which just like euphemisms in the planet is fine. Uh, he'll like one sentence can be hilarious and then the very next sentence can be so true, so like painfully true yeah. that like it, you know, can bring a tear to the eye of like, oh my God, that's right. Yeah. And then so you and I also uh, separately with our parents uh, saw him live um, Separately, the same show. Exactly. Uh, 2015 at the Chicago Theater. No, it wasn't 2015. I mean, 2005. I'm yeah. Sorry. I uh, was 15. Where he was reading uh, Modern Man, which he won the Mark Twain Prize. When you say dark poetry, that's like that's that's a great way to you know right. summarize which is a what, lot of Carlin's material. Which is what Life is Worth Losing opens with. Where this is um this is something where we An saw alpha him. male on beta blockers. Right. Um, I won't play the whole thing. I'm a modern man, a man for the millennium, digital and smoke-free, a diversified multicultural postmodern deconstructionist, politically, anatomically, and ecologically incorrect. I've been uplinked and downloaded, I've been inputted and outsourced, I know the upside of downsizing, I know the downside of upgrading. I'm a high-tech lowlife, a cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, bi-coastal multitasker, and I can give you a gigabyte in a nanosecond. I'm so, new wave, but I'm old school. We saw him doing this. Well, he was still reading it, you know, and warming up for what ended up being this special at the time. And he's like 68. And it's it's hard to recall being so young at the time, but that that's such a, like, huge memory in my life. Yeah. Is seeing, not, not just seeing Carlin, but, like, seeing him do this where... When people ask me, like, my biggest lyrical influences, always expecting, a, you know, Eminem or something, you know, Carlin is in there for, for this, for this reason. I got no need for coke and speed. I got, I got no, no urge to binge and purge. I'm in the moment on he's, the edge, he's bars, the top, dude. under the radar. A high-concept, low-profile, medium-range ballistic missionary. A streetwise smart bomb. A top gun bottom feeder. I wear power ties. I tell power lies. I take power naps. I run victory laps. I'm a totally ongoing, bigfoot slam dunk rainmaker with a proactive outreach. A raging workaholic. A, a working, working rageaholic, out of rehab and, and in, in denial. denial. <laughs> so, 
the way he fucks with language again in his dark poetry and just like he'll he'll do every direction just like i'm out of this but into that i'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going up i'm moving down it just and when you approach a verse or like you know rhyme writing and stuff and what we do that's part of it too you want to like be lyrically clever uh, poetic right. you know and it's like oxymoronic self-descriptors stuff of... like that is just as inspirational as hearing like the illest black thought verse you know yeah it, it can be anyways for me when i hear there's like legitimate rhymes in there and references and all this cool like haven't just like just lingual gymnastics you know and uh, not every quote unquote comedian can can do that shit well. It's it's so interesting to me too. Comedians the way they work because Carlin would re- write in advance and memorize. Right, he's doing an hour on HBO every two years, and he he's writing it and memorize. He still works it in clubs and whatever. But that some comedians don't write. It's just like Lil Wayne or Jay Z saying they they only right. go off the top and they write in their head or whatever. Like not everybody does that, but that is. You know, there's there's parallels between these arts. I, I think that's one of them where if I were a comedian or a public speaker beyond just rhyming stuff, rhyming speech, I would I would very much do it in advance and rehearse and rehearse and be comfortable straying in a couple spots maybe, but sticking to my script. Where there's other folks that can only come up with their hour for HBO by going in front of the uh, club crowds and working it and then going to the next spot knowing like, ah, I tried this and it didn't work and right. I'm going to take that out for this. T-. And they just kind of work it without pen and paper. Um, but Carlin is a pen and paper guy, and I maybe that you know there's these I'm getting all Freudian about the you know the effects of Carlin later and which one I saw first and right. and my favorite one and at and this point what was, I do now when I write and my approach to public speaking and shit yeah at that point he was writing like humor books so a lot of it was like legitimately written yeah uh, for for his books as well <laughs> um, but yeah that that one's my favorite uh, complaints and grievances as it's called uh, but doing you know, it. Again. I think they're all on Amazon Prime. So if you have access to that and you've never, uh, you know, had a deep dive in Carlin, that's a good, those three, you know, doing it again, back in town, and um, complaints and grievances are a great three spe- specials to, and to if start with. I, I guess maybe work your way up to those because they're pretty fucking great. But yeah, you'll, yeah, it'll be hard to not be a fan of some of his philosophies after that. And if you're not into, like, the angry old man thing, go to, like, Carlin on campus or playing yeah. with your head. Like I said, really early on, it's a lot sillier. He doesn't have so much, like, vitriol for the system, but that's part of what makes him great to me. And uh, it kind of, I always compared, or recently, I say always, like, it didn't come out uh, a year ago, but Chappelle's Sticks and Stones, which some people don't like because it's less... It's less, like, pre-written material and a lot more, like, vitriol, and I don't give a fuck about, the, like, what people think anymore. Right. And no matter what you think about it, like, because I loved it. I think it's it's great. Chappelle called it his second favorite special he's ever done. I wonder what the first one is. I can't help but think it should be Killing Him Softly, like, mm-hmm. the heyday. But I think it's great, but I've heard... Uh, critiques to that where it's like it's not it's not that funny he's just angry old man he's kind of like this aging com but he's also been torn down he's got a lot of complaints and grievances uh so i just see like i saw that while i was watching it i felt this like turning point like i felt when carlin started doing this political being labeled kind of angry old man but i'm like no i love that i love the angry old men bring them on yeah 12 angry men let's go (laughs) so i just uh you know a lot of people would uh, call Chappelle like the maybe the best living comic, or should, you know? And before Carlin died, he would have been one of the best living. And I feel like at a certain point, or going through all of the ringer of the industry with with some of these folks, they hit this point where they get really good at what they do, 
and they move past just the challenge of being funny and make, you know, getting the laughs or something, but also like making sure the people who you have something to say to hear it and not giving a fuck about backlash. And in right. fact, in fact, sacrificing humor to make the statement as powerful as it needs to be sometimes while also maintaining the balance of a comedian. Like, I don't know. I just see them as maybe two of the best, not maybe they're two of the best to ever do it. And I feel like Chappelle just hit his like Carlin corner of still funny, but also uh, angrier than he used to be. And now he's a lot more uh, like politically researched and therefore like politically charged or more socially charged yeah. in, in the commentary and his jokes. And that, <clears throat> Which then is, that's uh, going to make him lose some listeners. Like, well, I, I like the fart jokes and the stuff about cats and dogs and football and baseball. Right. You know, but it's like, well, you know what? He's he's growing in his art, too. And he doesn't yeah, want to just... Maturity that's of, how good he is at it. He's like, I'm going to try to make some more bold the statements. The material should mature with the, the artist, you know? Yeah. And when you're a 21-year-old comedian, especially... Uh, I think I was like uh, a thing Eddie Murphy said about like when he first got on stage, he was like 16, he had no life experience. So all of his jokes were like, you know, when you take a shit and the water splashes you right. on the ass. That's all he Because it's all you know. And, and, you know, your life isn't bills and mortgages and kids and all these responsibilities. And the older you get, the more it is. So the older you get, the more mature your, your material is going to get. <clears throat> and, you know, not to mention with the trajectory of Chappelle's career and then the whole like racial elements and him. You know, quitting his show and and uh, being a recluse for years. He's clearly a changed guy compared to who he was in those those first couple specials where he's doing the. I'm trying to tell you about fucking my wife in the ass over here. Yeah. Um, hey, baby. But I don't know. That's again. There's no. There's no need, or at least not to me, to do what a fan will do and just be like, well, sticks and stones was just unfunny and transphobic, and you know what? Fuck him. Where it's like, even if you liked one less than the other, it's I, I love the the whole career evolution of right. entertainers like that that are very different than they were 30 years ago. But you see that there's, here's a kid on stage at the Apollo and stuff, like a fucking kid, and this is what they have to talk about. And then, yeah, next thing you know, they, have, they turn away from $50 million deals and fly across the planet and get their life back together and have like a whole career comeback and put on, he's all muscly now and Chappelle's got muscles and it's like, he's to a me, different like, fucking guy with a different life to discuss. There's nothing And he's easier. angry about a, a few parts. Right. <laughs> he was wronged a few times. To me, there's nothing easier to get past for an artist than them having said some fucked up shit. Yeah. You can do so much worse than say some fucked up shit. Kramer said some fucked up shit. I still watch Seinfeld, and it still makes me laugh. Yeah. I saw uh, Marlon Wayne's, not Marlon Wayne's. I thought you saw uh, the Wayne's brothers. Damon, and then Marlon came out after him. I was at the uh, the Comedy Cellar in New York years ago, and Damon Wayne's came up as a surprise, and he was clearly clearly working out material. Uh, he didn't have it into a point where it was like he knew what to say to make an audience laugh yet. And it was at the time where uh, I think it was like the first openly gay NFL player had just happened, just come out. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. I don't watch football, really. Uh, and, it was, and it was all about that. And he was just it did this whole bit about how like they're letting fags in the NFL now. And he wasn't even like smiling about it. He just seemed, <laughs> he just seemed like he's, he's, lit he's legitimately upset that they're letting gay people in the NFL. Uh, and it was awkward. And then it was really funny that Marlon afterward, Marlon went after him and he like rushed to the stage and was like, I just want to say that none of Damon's views represent the views of the rest of the family. Yeah. 
Damon also like shit on Woody Allen, did a whole thing on Woody Allen, and Marlon came up and was like, Woody, if you're listening, I love to be in one of your movies. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but like, that doesn't make Homie the Clown not funny to me anymore. <laughs> Homie the Clown's still hilarious. Yeah. I just saw the guy one night say some fucked up shit that was probably like not him just uh, from a podium like professing this is the way I feel and how you should feel. He was trying to make people laugh, and he hadn't figured out how to say it funny yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I, I always sympathize for the folks that just get, or whether they're torn down or people attempt to tear them down just for words. Like you, you'd think a comedian would be the bottom of the barrel of the people that you that you look to their words being fucked. Right. You know, their part of their job title is to not be serious, right? So it's it's weird that they're always top of the list. You know, as high as anybody on any list of like yeah. cancellations, where it's like, yeah, you can't take that fucking statement out of the context of i'm just kidding the context is i'm just kidding there's a bunch of people who paid for me to fucking make them laugh by saying outrageous shit right sometimes in fact the part that's funny it's it's funny because it's outrageous it's like i'm saying something so like oh my god he went there that's what they're paying me for Mm -hmm. you know you didn't pay for a ticket you heard about it secondhand someone wrote an article later that wasn't even there and now i gotta fucking pay the price my my whole career example of that kind of humor is louis ck's uh you should never rape somebody unless you want to have sex with them and they won't let you (laughs) what are you gonna do yeah how are you supposed to have an orgasm in their body like it is so ludicrous of a statement that that is what is funny about it and the idea that somebody out there could hear that and be like he's condoning rape yeah you know not get the fact that no no no, we're all laughing because he said the most outrageous thing he could have said at that moment i was masturbating recently and also was thinking of louis of course no you know they got the ad on the side a lot of times, like the ad yes. next to the video, and it's like, oh, like jerk off with a, a Marge Simpson or something. Right. Eat these pills and have like a <laughs> gallon of cum. Boner Palooza. <laughs> so it was just like, uh, but what it said was, it was like just some hot girl's face, and it was like, never jerk off alone. And I was just like, oh, right. Louie, like right. you must have just seen the ad. Guys are confused. <laughs> How are they not supposed to be confused? Yeah. Uh, but I like jerking off alone. That's part of, like, that's, that's what's good about Probably it. Probably my favorite way <laughs> to do it. Um, well, good question, sir. Let's see, uh, what else we got? Hey, what's up, fellas? Um, Anthony from Louisville. Louisville. And, uh, shit, I just noticed that you guys have talked about Jack Harlow a lot over these past couple years. A lot. Have we? To me, that shit is hilarious because, like, I'm from Louisville, where she's from, and dude's, like, really not shit. (laughs) (laughs) First of all... I don't recall us ever shitting on Jack Harlow. It's never something that we've done. Well, I think that's what's that's what he's doing. That's what I think he finds weird. Right. Is that we've spoken but just, positively. Just so no one gets the wrong idea of what this guy loves about our Jack Harlow discussions. <laughs> First of all, I don't recall us talking about him that much. And if it ever was, it was probably me. You don't listen to Jack Harlow. No. So. But like we did the, the Andrew Dice Clay, Jack Harlow thing, and that was oh, so good. epic. <laughs> uh, and then we talked oh. about his album cover because I guess... Apparently, somebody couldn't had a find problem it. with it. I couldn't find Allegedly, the... there was a problem had. And that was just a springboard to my idea of, like, let's stir up our own fucking, our, we, our own scandal right. in advance next time. And we probably talked about him, like, do. a year ago when he blew up just because, you know, he was a, a guy whose paths we'd crossed. Uh, anywho, and he uh, he goes on from a little... I don't, I don't think he sucks. I don't listen to his music a whole bunch. Duh. Like, in 2018, I think, I drove to Chicago and seen you guys open for Jack. 
That's right. At Reggie's. Yes, it is. And uh, I must say that you guys. It's a spaceship this guy leaving. Just, this guy just dropped the checkered flag in a drag race. <laughs> He's like, I'll be right back. I'm leaving Earth's <laughs> orbit real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, that's fucking motorcycles driving by my car. But uh, I must say that you guys put on way better of a show than fucking Jack Harlow Aww. ever could have thought to have done back then. You're too kind. So, uh, yeah, fuck him. You guys rock. And, uh, yeah. Fucking fuck yourselves or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, strong outro. I love how the correct way to say Louisville is to like eat your own lips. <laughs> oh, Louisville. Uh, yeah, we did open oh, for Jack Harlow. Kentucky. I know we've talked about that on the podcast. And that the that he said that he listened to us when we were dapping up. Yeah, on our he way would out. be nothing without us. I know. It's been established. Um, so what more is there to say? But yeah, he was like, you know, I, uh, I've seen your guys' shit before. He's like, I've, I listened to you guys when I was in high school or something. You know, he's he's much younger than us. Right. Uh, I listened to his new album on the way out to the fight the other day, and wasn't uh, I didn't find it spectacular. So that's already out. Yeah, it came out uh, last week. Right on. Didn't he have an album already uh, last year? Picture him with a white beater, wife beater, and a little chain. That must not have been an album, sir. That's an album. Come on, that what is all this? What are album. all these technicalities? That was an album, and then he just he just made good on it. You guys, <laughs> if there's fucking like more than eight songs, and it gets you really popular, I'm sorry, that's an album. That's your album. That's the <laughs> album that got you popular. Uh, but uh, here's the thing about uh, Jack Harlow's they album. They call it a debut album if it's the first thing that a major label is putting their money behind. That's Jack, it. That's Jack Harlow's music. It's like when if he if he has like a vision board or some sort of like goal for you know what he wants to you know to put into and get out of his album. He wants people to fuck to it. There's like so nice. much R and B vibe, nice, which isn't really my thing. And uh, the Jack Harlow shit that I have been a fan of is a lot more, I guess, hip hop verse type of uh upbeat confetti but there's, a, there's a lot of like uh he you put know. out a thing last year called confetti we got the wife beater right that's an album yeah there's some good shit on that so how is this the debut i don't know i, don't so know. I can't let it go Look, i don't know <laughs> uh but it is and uh it was whatever we but gotta we gotta a, check out a, the kid cuddy it's the talk of the town as well right a lot of albums came out on friday so i gotta i gotta hear a couple of them yeah will uh really picked a day to wait four <laughs> years to drop his album on the same day as kid cuddy genuinely like my favorite or more so than jack harlow's album Absolutely. you know so far if just especially the the recent release but yeah i heard uh i didn't know about anything coming out and i was like hey it's it's will's album day and then i was like oh and look at this, we got Jack Harlow and G. Yamazoa, and we got uh, we got Kid Cudi there, and I guess Jay Cole's doing a thing. And uh, <laughs> Will, what Fuck! are you doing? <laughs> yeah, wait there. I, I, like, I really uh, don't think, uh, at, you know, no matter who you are, I don't think that's that big of a deal anymore. No. Like, oh, my album dropped the same day as somebody more known than me, and ah, uh, fuck. It does nothing. I don't think right. they're, it's really taking away from the people that, you know, want to listen to your album or will find your album. I gotta say, Kid Cudi has just never... Uh, done it for me. I'm not going to say that he's not uh, deserving of his prominence in the music industry or whatever. It just, I don't, every time a new Kid Cudi thing comes out, I see all the memes of people like, all this, all this dude needs to do is, mm, and I'm like, jizzing my pants. And I just, every time I go to this, whatever's the new thing that's out, and I play it, and it's just uh, not appealing to me. No. It all sounds the same. I, I went through like a like a small cutty phase many years ago where at least like I heard the songs that 
I liked or whatever. And like, well, what was his big thing? Day and night. Right, that. I get why that song, like, that's a good song to me. To me. It's a good melody. Right. It's catchy. Yeah. It's decent. Yeah. Not a bad song. Uh huh. They all sound like that to me, though. Right. I guess they could be uh, monotonous. A lot of like that uh, droning type of the same melody. monotone kind of voice. I don't. Know, I think he's dope, but I never got on the the train like a lot of people have. Where yeah, I guess he's some people's fucking like. And now apex him, of he's got a song with Pop Smoke on the new album, and people are like, "Oh, new Pop Smoke, uh-huh. new Kid Cudi. Uh-huh. Oh, what am I gonna do?" <laughs> and it's just two names that like uh, that does nothing for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, so streaming now. Will Will's chilling. Eighty six. Jack Harlow. He said uh, something about shell shock from the damage. Need a bellhop for the baggage. I like that line. I also don't remember like hardly anything about Jack Harlow's. That was set Will. at uh yeah, uh what the the Reggie show. Right. I, I I feel like we were outside maybe smoking for a lot of. We it. do that a lot of times. We like especially we do, when we, we do get do a. We get an We're opportunity of it. to open for somebody on short notice sometimes, which I believe that that might have been the case mm-hmm. for that. And then so the, some fans do come out and it was short notice. So you're just trying to like, you know, hang with your fans that attended. So we're outside smoking. We're back at the bar or the merch table. Nine talking out to of them. ten times. So I was not paying attention to Jack Harlow to even comment on how, how if, good or bad his set might have been. If we open for somebody and as soon as we're off and they're going on and a fan of ours says hey you want to come outside and smoke we'll almost always go outside and smoke instead of saying hey why don't we wait until after so-and-so and catch some of their set yeah and it really is only because we didn't like know jack harlow we weren't homies if it was chad going on or will or something it would be like no no no, we're gonna wait because i want you to watch my homies would we i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure about that <laughs> I, I mean, I think uh, I learned at a certain point that that tended to be a, think, a trend. Uh, we saw some of it. He, his big song at that point was Ice Cream something. Ice Cream? Ice Cream? Something about ice cream. We all scream. Um, <laughs> he just does the ice cream song. Ice Cream. Jack Harlow? Yes. Shouldn't the be- the the beat for that song the b- 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 <laughs> wow. Shouldn't the beat for that song be the do 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 ice cream man. That doesn't even sound like the ice cream man song I grew up with. Okay, bro. Do 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 do. We we both grew up with the same ice cream man. What do you Chili Willy supplied the whole hood. I guess. I mean, could be right. A guy on a bike with a big cooler thing in front of it that was really heavy actually. Hey. Nice, nice guy. Uh, let's do one more question. What do you think Chili Willie's doing right now? Chillaxin. Do you think he's listening to 86 by Will is Chillin'? Chili Willie's listening to Will is Chillin'? Freeze out! Should be. I made a mistake. Uh-oh. I was driving in the car with somebody. You've they done this. to a podcast. And I said, you know what? It's finally time to share this part of my life. <laughs> on TPS reports podcast. No, it's not. Cue term singing like a madman. You know how it starts. The look of disappointment I got. Oof. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. You're welcome. Now my friends see me in, new, in like a totally new light. Appreciate it. That's what you get. You knew what you were putting on. It's what you get for sucking and listening to this. Yeah, that's what you get for being vulnerable <laughs> and expecting your friends to understand that this is something somebody might enjoy. Uh, Nate Kiz hit me with uh, a Mandalorian, Bilber, 
TPS mashup sample. Check this out, dog. You know about this? Yeah, he sent it to me too. Oh, what? Yeah. I got a man on the inside. Bullshit. Same guy. Are you going to play it? I Are you going to play it? It's not playing. Are you going to fucking play it? <laughs> it's not playing. I know. This is froze. Yeah, I know. All right, well, whatever. You <laughs> Wait, hold on. I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. No! It's not worth it. doesn't matter. I don't got it. Why don't I got it? What is? Why is it not? Wow, you suck so bad. It's right here. Can you imagine if he tried to show somebody the podcast at this part too? (laughs) Holy cow! I'm trying to save it. Try harder. That does actually. You've said try harder like the past three episodes at some point, (laughs) and every time you say it, I I want to do the fucking. Was it like I clearly need to try harder because I have a crutch Vaughn now. Victor in saliva, die harder than a suicide bomber. Yeah, yeah, side bomber. I think it might be die calmer. So you're gonna give up on the? I ge- I already Nate did give up. Thing. You saw me turn the phone off and put it down. <laughs> you already did gave up. Um, can you visualize it though? Somebody like a silent car ride, and someone's like, "Oh fuck!" Like I haven't heard this week's TPS report. They'd probably like hundred percent, and then you fucking open up the show mm-hmm. you know you know how you do it you yeah, know you why do. wouldn't you just skip ahead a little bit you know how it opens i never really thought about that like if somebody wanted to show their friend this show and was like you know check it out you didn't really have a podcast yeah terrible way terrible intro every week here's here's uh, like, an idea that you gotta I had. expect somebody to tolerate that to might tolerate be, the rest and the rest isn't much better might be a solution had an idea 2021 okay once a week i mean once one week a month oh, in 2021 Okay. One week every month. Okay. We open the podcast, spitting sixteens. <laughs> spitting sixteens. Dude, I swear to God, I put that on the other day, and <laughs> I ca- I can't like uh, I've heard it too many times now in the past week to to do it genuinely now. But I was like on the floor, gonna pee my <laughs> pants laughing. Sometimes I'll laugh at something and then I'll want to like take out my phone and film what I saw that made me laugh and then in what I'm filming laugh just as much as I actually laughed when I first saw it and I never can you know and I feel like a dick and I don't even post it but this time just having my phone out made it even funnier uh, and I was I was gonna pee my pants this is <laughs> Vanna Black in Chico, California, on the No More Jobs tour during our bunk performance, yep. something just possessed the guy. Something? I'll tell you what it was. The Chico, California show. Yes. It was like a goofy redneck bar for like eight Super Squares fans, mm-hmm. which, you know, God bless There's him. like fucking, there's more animal heads mounted on the wall than there are fans of ours at the show. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. So this is like the last song of the night. I feel like we were all kind of, like we just talked about with Jarve, I think, about how like sometimes there's nobody at the show and you decide to go ultra hard, you know? You just dial it up to 11 just because yes. it's like, well, fuck it. Right. Nobody wants to come see this? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> that is during my verse on Bunk and uh, Van and Black yelling, let's go. Like it's a fucking uh, metal show. Yeah, but he's also like <laughs> just so out of key. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so funny, right? Like to a me. lose your voice. He already lost his voice. Type of yell. I, I don't even think that was the only time. I think he was like ad libbing the whole, the whole performance with just like screaming, "Yes!" You know, just going <laughs> fucking nuts. 
Uh, so funny. Nothing as good as that one. Commitment. That's what it takes in this game. Good times. Um, well, those are the questions I had pulled up. There are some more. We can save them, you know. You know, a little interim week here. Interim mm. week on the TBS Reports podcast. We're just getting to Christmas week, you know what I'm saying? Last week we had a fun guest talking about all sorts of music stuff. This week, interim week. Next week, uh, holiday extravaganza. <laughs> I think we are going to try to do a uh, another live stream the day after Christmas. Try? We're going to try. No, yeah, that's the, that's the way to phrase it. Trust me. <laughs> We're going to try. You don't uh, want to get their expectations too high. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that works for everybody. Uh, and if hope. it doesn't, it'll stay up. Hope? Try? What are these words? Um, so have a... Well, I guess we'll see you next week still, but... Day after Christmas, which I think is a Saturday, the 26th. December 26th. Um, it is. We're going to do another stream. Saturday. Another stream from my living room. Play some songs for a little while. Uh, uh, there's no UFC us. card that day. Last uh, card is the 19th of the year. Frick. Last card of the year is the 19th. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, so there's no deadline on the 26th. We still should raise wing money. Just because there's no car doesn't mean we don't, we don't need wings. Yeah, I'm going to eat. I'm still going to eat on Saturday. Exactly. Um, and here's the last 10 comments. That's, That's our only plug? Uh, I was just mentioning. I'll still do the plugs. Let's mm-hmm. plug these uh, YouTube comments. Let's They're always such a good fucking time. this fluffy butt plug. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number 10. Oh, snap. This thing lights up, too, doesn't it? Yeah, the butt plug. Wow. The feather tail butt plug. I might have to borrow that. You're going to have to borrow it? Might have to borrow that. Got you. Got you. Acknowledge uh, my phone just overheated, you know, because hot bars. Uh, It's cold. We used to open the window as a tradition every time this song comes on in the dorm room some years ago. Okay. Isn't that nice? Palmer Square is starting dorm room tradition. What if it was like the summertime, though? Isn't it hot air blowing in? They probably wouldn't be playing it in the summertime. Why not? Because it's a wintertime song. Is it? Yeah. It's called okay. Maybe Their Phone Just Overheated. So mm-hmm. they got to open the window. Um, what is it? Christmas in your bingus. Was anyone else looking for the cat bingus? What? Don't know. Pass the potion. Uh, guess the kid is back with his black Yankee fitted hat putting Yonkers back on the map. Real rap is back. Say back again. Yeah. I dare you. I double dare you. How many backs was that? Joey and Duff selling tracks like it's crack, leaving whack rap back in the past. He he said back. He said it. He said back again. He listened. What a dick. Wait, where'd that go? Where'd that fucking comment go right now? Where'd it go? Oh, my God. Where'd it go? Where is it? Probably deleted it out of embarrassment. Um, (laughs) Term K, Titan Cypher. Act didn't even blow out any smoke. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah I probably wasn't. Bitch, bro. No, I remember uh, ripping the... You, no, you're the bitch. It took you so long to get that verse locked. I already took like a dozen bong hits, and I was like, all right, I have to fake it now. Not only are we running out of weed, but I'm too high Ouch. to pretend to fucking uh, hit this right every time. That's what it was. So actually, cool term is gay. I got jabbed. Um, <laughs> I'm tighter than your bitch, man. I got <laughs> bitch, I got man. I'm tighter than your bitch, man. Um, I'm going to eat this uh, raspberry macaron while you read these comments. Very, very punny and fresh. Um, holy hashtag? Oh, LOL? just melts in your mouth. Yuck. Uh, word video. Yeah, this is some of the best yet. This word is one video. of the best macarons I've made yet. Best rappers in Chicago. 
Too kind. Best white rappers in Chicago. Best white rapper in Chicago. They're right. Uh, MC Showcase, still fire, 2020. And uh, word video again. The assertive assassin lurks in a bushel of basket fern in search of another universe circling Captain Kirk. Fern? Are you a cat? Uh, yeah, I say fern. Oh. That's another reach of a rhyme, but I like it. Basket fern. Yeah, it's like a bush. It's like a fucking type of a bush. It is? Is that why he's asking if I'm a cat? Because I'm like... I always thought you said basket burn. I'm lurking in a bush. I always thought that was a thing. What is it? Basket burn. Basket burn. Are you burning a wicker basket? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he had the right one. You suck! No. That's the best thing on the board. Um, and then it says my spine is curved and it kind of hurts. Me too. Wrote my first rhyme in a sketchbook. Now I write rhymes in a textbook. Autograph sign in a checkbook. Hope it got cashed. Word. He's our hype man uh, in the comment section. Fucking hey, that's Me all too. Truth. Hope it got cashed. No cap. Um, that is, there's no capping there. So uh, to clear that up too, you don't. You say wrote my first rhyme in a sketchbook. Facts. No cap. You know what? And then it says now I, I write you- rhymes not in a textbook. And their textbook. Right. Right? I told you that the first time I wrote a rap, though, it was, like, from, like, a, like, ghetto, pers- like, I'd sell crack and have guns yeah. perspective and probably had the N-word in it and everything. A lot of N-word. I'm pretty sure that was written. That's the first thing I ever wrote that was a rap. I actually have an early recording of the first time, too. And the front man, <laughs> 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 the two brothers, the hottest niggas out there, fucking with a girl Term K, ladies and gentlemen. It's me. In high school. No, but I wrote that rap. These guys uh, ripped you off. Like in an email, and emailed it to myself. So first rap, not actually written in a textbook or a sketchbook. Oh shit! It's supposed to be four twenty, dude. Let's rip the ball up for twenty, bro. Um, let's get out of here, you guys. TPS Reports Podcast at gmail.com Let me hit your bub. Hit it. Let me hit this hit pipe it. that a uh, guy gave us at the hit Cervantes. It. Hit it. Hit it. Uh, 708-797-3079 Give us a call, please Yeah, boy (laughs) Uh, Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares And SpookyLanguage.com slash shop Get yourself a thing Got some hoodies left Did you see that awesome freestyle we posted of Term? He was like, yo, I'm gonna spit a free about these hoodies And I was like, let's get it Oh, yeah and then, uh, <laughs> and then move units. We're moving. I had an original thing that would have been really gay. Oh, been been worse. What was it? That's so funny. Like, uh, all yeah. Term said just here. Film. He said, uh, just ask me. Ask me how many we have left. Just roll. First take. Do it again. First take. I'll do what it. I was gonna do. Okay. See how gay it is. <laughs> how many hoodies do we have left? Thirty. I'm gay. <laughs> like a case of beer. You want to be gay? Face your fears. I'm you want to order, you could place it here. No, I'm gay. And then when I say place it here, I would have like put my hands apart and you could put the URL in yeah. between them. And then you'd go like this with your hands <laughs> and you go, ah, and you go, I'm, I'm about to taste <laughs> some rear. <laughs> yeah, like it's that. the keister feast, bro. Feaster, bro. <laughs> uh, and then, then you'd have been like, how many are left? Oh, how, how many? <laughs> I, th- I thought we already did that. You mean how much do they cost? 85 plus tax. It ain't a lie. It's just facts. And did I mention I was gay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so grab yourself a hoodie while we still have some, if you'd like one. And uh, what else is going on? We have a vinyl on sale. I, less than 100. I just got the Bishop al- uh, alert 
Less than a hundred. Still plenty. Still plenty. But we did hundreds. Yeah, so thank I'd... you to everybody who got one. I'm sure you know this is just moot point now. But if you haven't got one yet, if you want to get one for a friend for a you know late holiday gift or something, maybe, bishoprecords.com. Prob causes moonflower. Mm-hmm. Maybe you bought waxes, eviction notice. Um, Peggy. And and then you need to keep them company. Um, so go on over to bishoprecords.com and buy the with or without it 12 inch LP. Uh, the Palmer Squares uh, debut album. <coughs> um, next week, there will be a package from the P.O. Box. I'll give you a package. If you want there to be two packages, uh, send something to the Palmer Squares P.O. Box 25627, oh, Chicago, oh, 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 oh. Illinois, 60625. And if you're a gamer type uh, and you use Twitch and that's your thing, uh, at Palmer Squares is our Twitch that we're going to maybe right. use. I you're think about to see a bunch, a huge influx of Rocket League videos on our Twitch page. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said last week, we're, we're going to try, I think, for the next one. And if we don't figure it out for the next one, it's definitely going to be a thing we do in the future is trying to um, multicast these streams so that they go to several places, Facebook, YouTube, right. Twitch. So uh, it's, right. we're just trying to meet all the viewers where they're at there. So if you're over there, stay tuned for that. And it's whatever. We'll be on. We'll be on YouTube uh, day after Christmas. Twitch. Some more places too. Is what your wiener's gonna do the next time we go on a live stream because <laughs> it's gonna be really sexy and we're gonna blow your minds. We're gonna blow you or each other. Um. So how, thanks for listening. Uh, how quickly do you Whoa. think that we would fucking uh, come if we blew each other? <laughs> <laughs> Quick. How, how quickly do you think that we would like go viral, become the talk of the town as these two rappers who sucked each other's dicks on their live stream? That's how you want to do it. I'm not saying... You're sick of trying the Did music. you hear the word want? <laughs> That's how we have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My whole life is have to. I just watched Parenthood. So good. What? Where's your fucking She's like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> Such a good movie. Parenthood. Steve Parenthood? Martin. Yeah. Tom Holtz. Rick Moranis. Mary Steenburgen. Joaquin Phoenix. Punk Keanu bitch. Reeves. Uh, that chick from The Goonies who looks like David Lee Roth. Uh, Diane Weist. Nominated for an Academy Award. Hello? Jason Robards? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Also, I just watched Amadeus. I had a little Tom Holtz marathon. Cool. We can do the movie stuff like an hour ago. <laughs> you can do it in the beginning of the show. Undoing, Murder on Middle Beach, Amadeus. Uh, no, 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 no. That was the part. To it do is, all this. I forgot to add to this week's <laughs> highly recommended. Ah, yeah. A highly recommended amended. Uh-huh. A amended highly recommended. I wish it would have ended. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, my amended, highly recommended for this week, uh, go watch the movie Amadeus from 1984 starring F. Murray Abrahams Ew. and Tom Hulse. What, what are you ewing? Just classic 80s movies. What? Yeah. That's ew to you? Yeah, watch watch Mel it's, Gibson it's play one of Santa the greatest, in Fat Man. Hold on. Yeah, watch something that came out to Amadeus <laughs> is one of the greatest movies ever made. It's no Fat Man. And, it, and it's not even a question. No, it's not a question. Uh, it, it is no Fat Man because it's a good movie. <laughs> is Mel Gibson that in it? That won well, then it sucks. a bunch of Academy well, Awards. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I always use that as like a. You think Mel Gibson uh, has never been nominated for Academy Awards? Academy Awards. Um, no, me and uh, Berta actually have plans in a couple hours. Oh, you guys are in for a treat. We actually do got to wrap this up uh, <laughs> so I can go home and watch Fat Man. 
on FaceTime with my girlfriend. We're going to start it at the same time and watch it yeah. together we've apart. Got, yeah, we've got plans, too. We're very busy over here. I, uh, I have to watch Freaky with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> We're both going to watch terrible one-worded, uh, starting with an F, movies from this year. Yeah, we are. Uh, so... Watch it yourself, and we'll talk about it next week on the TBS Sports Podcast. But straight up, Amadeus. Uh, <laughs> right already with the Amadeus. F. Murray Abraham. There's like there's parts. Of, talk about uh, tear to the eye being brought. I'm like, I'm a dumbass. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's pronounced <laughs> Dumas. So uh, 86. 86 brain cells. Will, Will is chilling. Is chilling. Uh, shell shock from the damage. Need a bellhop for the baggage. Um, whole album's very cool. There's and another rhyme that I liked a lot, but I didn't write it down, and now I can't remember it. Fuck. Yeah, uh, this is uh, Dolo Blues 2, one of my favorite songs off the album. Uh, so check out the whole thing in full. Give them some love. And uh, we'll see you next week on the TPS Reports podcast. Smooches. Kill Whitey! No, I'm gay. <laughs> This one smarts, the timeless art, the cut runs deep, the cuff was cut, the company was scarce and far apart. This one smarts, the timeless art, the cut runs deep, the cuff was cut, the company was scarce and far apart. She's dragging me through limbo I'm not limber and nimble enough to limbo that low This division is cold, you're from the tropics Stop it, weren't we in love just a minute ago? Hey, never thought I would be that guy Bought it for her so I told her that I hope the cat died I'm old news, she has me so figured out Know just how to rip it out in silence Surprise to see us die, she left slowly Voicemails, it's like she doesn't know me A year and change, we lived together Till she left me hanging out to dry a stroke from a hoe won't console me She's fucking with my soul, the kind of love I love solely What? This one smarts, the timeless art The cut runs deep, the cuff was cut The company was scarce and far apart This one smarts, the timeless art The cut runs deep, the cuff was cut The company was scarce and far apart Hey, hey. You left the mark, so I'm cleaning my apartment out It didn't make a dent, the next step is rip the carpet out Just the sight of you, I'm lit like a youngster The baggage that you left would never fit inside this dumpster The silence is torture, my blind and devotion I'm mining for hope in a barren land Idle are my pair of hands As the devil salivates, I'm keeping my composure Looking for some closure Uh, yo It's over, I accept it Feel as empty as this bed, I wish it was the one you slept in Speaking till death, I neglected working graveyard shifts Now I'm not even on your radar, blip, blip Addiction is a very dangerous thing People die from it, people die from love